This is the KFDM Morning Podcast from the most watched news team in Southeast Texas. This morning, a teenager locked up in juvenile detention charged with bringing a toy weapon that looked very real to his school. The 15-year-old was caught in a bathroom at Lumberton High School with an airsoft gun. Police Chief Danny Sellens tells KFDM a teacher responded to a disturbance in a boy's bathroom, opened the door, and saw what looked like an automatic firearm. The teacher disarmed the teen, and Lumberton PD took him into custody. He's now charged with deadly conduct. The chief says it was no joke. The teacher feared for everyone's life. The teen accused of firing the hard plastic projectile from the airsoft gun at several other students. Well, she was in charge of money meant to help high school band students and a volunteer fire department, but instead she's now accused of embezzling. A grand jury has taken action. 30-year-old Samantha Joe Hill indicted by the Sabine County Grand Jury. Charges include money laundering, theft, and forgery. Hill was arrested in June, accused as treasurer of stealing from the Hemp Hill High School Band Boosters and the Pendleton Harbor Volunteer Fire Department. Court documents allege Hill moved almost $30,000 through PayPal, including taxpayer money. If convicted, she could face a number of years in a state prison. KJS and Daily News and more contributed to this story. This morning, the federal prison sentence beginning for one of the few bank robberies in the history of Lumberton. Federal judge sentenced Timothy Mitchell of Coons to seven years, three months in prison for what investigators say may have been only the second bank robbery in the city. In June of last year, Mitchell robbed Community Bank on FM 421. He showed a note to a teller indicating he had a weapon and demanded money. He walked out with nearly $5,900. What Mitchell didn't know is that the bank teller had activated a panic button. An officer spotted his vehicle, and police chief Danny Sullins heard the call on his radio while he was eating lunch. Both started chasing Mitchell, and they caught him, held him at gunpoint. Police say Mitchell swallowed the note to conceal the fact that the note indicated he had a gun. They never found a gun during the investigation. Well, a Jasper man who cut off the tail of an alligator is now on probation. Clarence Martin cut the tail off of a nine and a half foot gator two years ago this month. He pled guilty to violating the Endangered Species Act in federal court in downtown Beaumont yesterday. His punishment was one year of probation. Cell phone video showed the alligator was left to suffer alive when the crime happened on FM 1747 northwest of Jasper. By the time game wardens arrived, the alligator had died. A Beaumont police officer spent the night in the hospital undergoing tests after he was found unresponsive outside his unit. A citizen driving by saw the officer on the ground about 7.30 yesterday morning. On the I-10 service road at Hollywood, the officer rushed to the hospital at last check. We're told he was conscious and alert. They believe he suffered a medical emergency. Well, voters in West Orange deciding on a measure that involves increased sales tax within the community. Morning Show's Petrina Adger joins us in the studio with more. Good morning, Trina. Good morning, Dan and Macy. The mayor of West Orange tells us the city is in need of improvements and needs the sales tax money to do it. Sydney Ferguson has the story. Voters in West Orange will soon decide whether to approve a one-quarter percent sales and use tax. In this area, we are an anomaly, so to speak, because we've kept our tax at 8%. At With all the economic development that's going on around the area, 
We're hoping that uh, we will be able to at least bring in that much more. If approved, the city would collect an extra 25 cents for every $100 spent within West Orange. Mayor Randy Branch estimates the tax could bring in between $200,000 and $250,000 a year. Oh, you can work on parks with it. You can, you know, build sidewalks, sidewalks anything that is a... Uh, an attraction for economic development. An economic development corporation made up of seven members of the community would be created to oversee the funds. The mayor says the city has struggled to attract businesses, and while the Chamber of Commerce has helped, an EDC would focus on community-wide improvements. The EDC tax will allow us to give incentives to business to build in West Orange. The more businesses there are, the more jobs there are, the better off that the city of West Orange will be. Daryl Brown lives in West Orange with his family of six and was glad to hear the city is trying to grow. I want a wing stop. That'll be amazing. So if you're hearing this, a wing stop. But yeah, the, the opportunity of growth is great for everything. Brown does plan to support the tax and wants to see the money put toward improved roads. I just want to see what that does for us, see if it does grow us a little bit a little bit faster, you know? I feel it works out if, if they actually put the money where it's supposed to go. In West Orange Reporting, I'm Sydney Ferguson. Now, Mayor Branch says the property taxes will not be affected. Early voting continues through this Friday, with the election day being Tuesday, November the 7th. Yeah, I'm glad you bring yeah. that up again, because I think it's really important for people to be reminded that the early voting is going on. Right and that now. there are a number of propositions that maybe you have or haven't heard of. Educate oh, yeah. yourself, then go vote. And again, we'll obviously continue to follow That's these right. stories. Thank mm -hmm. you, Katrina. Appreciate that. It is 508 in other news in Jefferson County phones finally completely up and running, but the county is still having difficulties with their fax machine. The trouble began when the county switched systems a few weeks ago. Jefferson County Judge Jeff Brannick says that he would have liked all of these issues going on with the phone system to be avoided. But after a meeting that took place, he hopes they are headed in a direction that will completely get rid of all issues sooner rather than later. Brannick says that citizens can reach all entities now, but the courthouse is still having some issues. I think the expectation is, is that we're going to have a working phone system that's going to allow us to continue uh, business as usual and allow us to communicate with the public and make sure that uh, all of our public health, mental health, and all those functions that we need uh, to carry out on a day-to-day -day basis are going to operate smoothly, and that hadn't happened the last two weeks. There's no timetable for when the fax machines will be back up and running, but the county commissioners are still receiving daily updates until all issues are resolved. Yeah, and you may not use a fax machine at your house or your but office, you never but know. at the county courthouse, believe me, I, I would imagine that she's frequently quite often. used, yeah. And now your daily forecast from the KFDM Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here is a look at your forecast. It is Wednesday. It is November the 1st, and we flipped the calendar from October to November this morning, and as a result, seeing very cold temperatures across parts of Southeast Texas this morning. Middle to upper 30s under mostly clear skies. There are parts of the inland portions of Southeast Texas, especially the inner cities, Beaumont, Port Arthur, also orange seeing temperatures that are probably hanging into the lower 40s this morning they'll struggle a little bit more to drop into the 30s but nonetheless 
a very cold start to this Wednesday morning. We do expect to see plenty of sunshine today. We'll still see a northeast wind that averages out to about 10 to 15 miles an hour. And afternoon highs should top out into the upper 50s in the lakes and the lower 60s in the triangle. Tonight by far is going to be the biggest uh, drop in temperatures that we see across the area. As a matter of fact, freeze warnings are in effect for areas north of Interstate 10 through 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll see the lower 30s, probably around 31 to 33 up into the lakes, and we'll see temperatures closer to the mid-30s along the coast in Jefferson and Orange Counties. Uh, we are still expecting to see plenty of sunshine all the way through the first part of the weekend. Temperatures on Friday and Saturday do warm back up finally into the middle and upper 70s. And then, of course, as we head into the weekend, we'll see a little bit more cloud cover Sunday into Monday and temperatures that will bump up into the lower 80s. So steadily over the next few days and the winds turning around to the south, we'll see those temperatures start to bump up back above normal for this time of year. And that is certainly looking like that's going to be the case probably through much of next week as well with temperatures eventually reaching the mid 80s probably on Tuesday. Now, over the last couple days with the front coming through, the water temperature has gone from 76 degrees down to 64, so pretty cold just off the coast down at the beach. UV index today is going to be a 5 with a lower sun angle. High tide comes up at 2.37 a.m. and another one coming up at 8.18 p.m. The other impacts we've had with the cold front coming through is the allergies have dropped just a little bit. Low levels of tree pollen and grass pollen this morning. Weed pollen and mold spores are moderate. We've got a sunrise coming up at 7.30 this morning and a sunset at 6.29. Of course, don't forget to set those clocks back one hour Sunday before, or Saturday night actually before you go to bed or early Sunday when you wake up. Recapping your forecast today, we're off to a very chilly start. Temperatures in the 30s across a good portion of southeast Texas and highs today topping out into the upper 50s and lower 60s. Don't forget, you can get your forecast anytime online at kfdm.com. You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and X. And don't forget to download our free weather app. It's available on your iOS and Android devices. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening, and join us again tomorrow for the KFDM News Podcast.